I'm Bernie. I'm Henry. And this is Watch It Again. All right. Welcome to the show. What we're going to do here on Watch It Again is go back and basically rewatch a lot of the stuff from the past that we absolutely loved. Uh, there will be movies, TV shows, documentaries, series. You know, whatever, whatever we can come up with that something we enjoyed, we're going to come back and we're going to watch it again. And then we'll talk about it a little bit right here. The, our first foray into this matter is going to be the fast saga. Uh, we're going to go through each movie one at a time and come back and just talk about the movie a little bit. Some of our likes, dislikes, knickknacks, this and that. I think it should be a lot of fun. And the second voice you heard in our intro, that was Henry. Henry's going to be a part of this podcast when it's applicable. Um, and it's going to be whatever we're watching through the eyes of a six-year-old. So here we go. Let's start The Fast and the Furious. One race, 2G buy-in, winner takes all. I don't have any cash, but I do have the pink slip to my car. You brave, you brave. You're in. Do it fast, do it furious. On the street, where reputations are made. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. In a world beyond the law. Get it! We drive like we've done this before. We know never. If you have what it takes. You want a beer? Yo, Dom, why'd you bring that fool here? Because he came out of handcuffs. You can have it all. But when rivalries are a way of life. I thought we had an agreement. You stay away, I stay away. When loyalty is all that matters. You don't know this punk, Dom. Watch your back. You break her heart, I'll break your neck. Would you be willing? Yeah, stick by me. Maybe. To risk everything. Wow, that was spectacular. I can't speak for all of you, but that trailer just gets me fired up every time. So let me let me tell you a little bit about how this is gonna work. Okay, I've got to, I'm not gonna be in order. I'll probably jump and skip around here and there. I've got a bunch of different things. 
that I want to talk about. If you're looking for a comprehensive review of the movie, this is probably not the right show for you. But if you're looking for something that somebody is just going to pick a thing out here or there that's kind of neat or fun or dumb, then this is probably your kind of podcast. Uh, before we get into the movie, though, I want to thank our sponsors. Big thank you to Keystone Light. It's the bottled beer taste in a can. Wouldn't that be great? Actually, just kidding. We don't have any sponsors. Uh, and until we get some, I'm just going to basically repeat old commercials from the 1980s. So I hope, hope everybody's okay with that. Now, let's get to the movie. Okay, so when, when the movie first starts, you get into the opening hijack scene, and there's just, I have one question from that, that opening scene. Okay, there's a guy that, and at the time we don't know it, but there's a guy right at the front that calls Dom and tells him where to go and, you know, what's there and this and that. My question is, what happened to that guy in the movie? It seems like if he was that big a part of the team, he'd have been more important and we'd have heard from him several more times. But if I remember correctly, we didn't even see his face. That, that's just a little strange to me. So then they go through and they show exactly how they're they're jacking these trucks and it's, I don't know. It's at the time it was something I'd never seen before. And I thought it was really neat the way they use that, that anchor gun to, and I might, well, I don't want to say might, I'm probably calling it by the wrong name, but I'm going to call it an anchor gun to shoot the window out and uh, then shoot and lock into the truck somehow and Vince hooks on and jumps in the truck and they take the truck. Uh, then we jump to the next scene. Brian is driving a car at right around Dodger stadium. And it, to me, it looks like he doesn't know what the heck he's doing. I get some pretty good speed, but he can't handle it. And this, this is another I don't know, call it one of my nitpicks that I don't really, I don't fully understand how he gets is that bad during the day and then goes and races that night and is, you know, right there with Dom to the finish. Uh, it's just one of the little goofy things that I, I would like some answers to at some point. Uh, the next he goes, Brian goes to the Toretto store. And this is where we meet the team for the first time. Uh, you got Mia and Dom and Letty, Jesse, Vince, and Leon. And this is something I've remembered since day one. I don't really know why. Uh, but the tuna sandwich. 
He keeps going back for a tuna sandwich. I'm not a big fan of tuna fish. I'm sure there are a lot of you out there that are, but I couldn't imagine going to the same store, the same restaurant over and over and getting a tuna fish sandwich. I guess Brian was just, he just really wanted a sandwich. I don't know. But we meet the group and then uh, Letty, Jesse, Vince, and Leon come in a little bit later after Brian's talked to me and you got Dom in the back. Still hadn't really seen Vin Diesel at this point in time other than from the back of his head. And then the, the rest of the group shows up and Vince picks a fight. Now I got to say that I know their budget was probably a whole lot smaller and they didn't have somebody running the show at the time or doing, I guess, a stunt coordinator or a fight coordinator or whatever you might want to call it. That, that fight was a little, a little iffy. Oh, it just, I, it's hard to explain what, and I'm sure everybody's got their own opinion, but what a fight should look like. And to me, that's, that just wasn't it. But still, nonetheless, nice way to start off the movie. Then they get into the race that night. Um, and we'll come back to this later for favorite quotes. But Brian is talking uh, to Hector. And they're, you know, chit-chatting. Basically what you'd see at something like that. Well, I can only assume I've never been to a street race, so maybe they're not like that at all. But I've... In my head, I picture them just a bunch of guys, a bunch of girls standing around talking about their cars. And if you're going to race, you don't want to tell them what you've got. So I can, I get all that. That makes sense. Uh, we come to the first race. Brian puts up the uh, pink slip to his car. Ends up losing. Uh, that's. And this, this is something we'll come back to in, I think, Fast 6. That that was the longest quarter mile I think I've ever watched. Well, it seemed like it went on for 45 seconds to a minute, maybe longer. But they're, they're supposed to be 10-second cars. Uh, Brian loses, Dom wins, and we get the great speech by Dom right after. What are you smiling about? Dude, I almost had you. You almost had me? You never had me. You never had your car. Granny shifted, not double clutching like you should. You're lucky that 100 shot of knots didn't blow the welds on the intake. That's like me. 
me as a mad scientist got to rip apart the block and replace the piston rings you fried. <laughs> Ask any racer, any real racer. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. Ask any street racer out here. Winning is winning. I mean, I guess technically he's not lying. Winning is winning. That That's our first, in the whole series, that's our first real foray into Dominic Toretto and how he feels and how he thinks. And to me, that shows... kind of the, the cockiness that he has, the belief in himself. He, he knows he's one of the best drivers out there and he's not afraid to tell people about it. Winning is winning. So after that, the I guess the gathering breaks down, the cops are coming in. Everybody scatters and Brian goes out of his way to hunt down Dom to make sure he doesn't get arrested. I don't, I can't, I don't know if that's because he wants to be the one at the time. Cause he's, you know, he's a cop and to this point in the movie, we don't really know it yet, but you know, hindsight, looking back on it, we don't know if he wants to keep Dom out so he can be the one to take him in or if he's already, you know, drawn to Dom and is trying to do him a favor. Uh, so they, they get out of the police chase. Brian does some pretty, pretty, pretty slick driving. And then we get into some fun stuff. We meet Johnny Chan and his cousin, Lance. I'm not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider them to be the, you know, the good guys. They're not Santa Claus in Los Angeles. They're not out trying to help people out. They're, they're the real, just kind of bad guy, scum of the earth kind of people. And that, that leads to them, Lance pulling a gun, saying, follow me. Then they get out and chit-chat a little bit. Doesn't seem like it's really going anywhere. Then they talk about race wars. And at that point, Johnny Chan and Lance just, they get on their bikes and they, they leave. But then something really just kind of wild happened. And the first time I saw it, I was not expecting that to happen at all. It took me by surprise. They came back and shut up the car. And then the car basically just exploded because of the NOS. Uh, then next we get our first look 
at at uh, Vince's house where the family goes. Where, as we know later on, Jason Statham blows it up and I guess it gets rebuilt. But we'll we'll get to that later on. We go to the party and something really that that's kind of a recurring theme in the movies is Corona. Vince is a Corona guy and I can respect that. Everybody's got their own flavor and his happens to be Corona. I don't know if, if the movie got paid a, you know, buku dollars for that or not really. I don't, I don't care. I love the movies. So if, if that's what they had to do to get, get a couple of bucks to get the movie made, I'm all for it. Uh, then they move on to the FBI house where Brian says Hollywood, even the cops in Hollywood are Hollywood. And that, that line kind of always stuck out with me because it's just a weird thing to say, but kind of funny at the same time. And that's, this is the spot where we learn that Brian's an undercover cop. He doesn't actually work slinging parts. He's a cop trying to get his detective badge. Uh, then we, we come upon a scene that's a recurring theme in these movies again. Is the big family barbecue. Uh, first person that sticks their fingers in has to say grace. And it, it hasn't happened in every film, but in most of them. And there's, there's a little nugget from that. That's just weird. And I've got a, I guess you could say one of my pet peeves is sports and movies should look like the sport. It, it wouldn't be hard for them to go out and get a, even just a, you know, a lower level college athlete for whatever sport or even a high school kid to come in and do a stunt double, but there, and it's really quick and it, you know, I didn't really notice it the first handful of times I watched this movie, but there's a small little part where Leon is playing basketball and it looks awful. I played basketball in college. I wasn't very good. I sat at the end of the bench. But hell, I could have done better than that. And I'm terrible. So we get, we get through that and then Brian starts breaking into garages. Uh, Hector had come into the shop and ordered a bunch of parts. So Brian maybe thinks Hector and his crew are the ones that are boosting DVD players and TVs and cameras. Let's, let's stop right there for just a second. 
This is the year 2021. Does anybody even use a DVD player anymore? Is that a thing? And there's, I've had a Blu-ray player for a while now. But most everything else has just gone digital. You just stream it. So I don't know how well that's held up through time that that's what they were doing. But, and do people still use digital cameras? Most everybody I know just uses their phone. Oh, it's a little, little weird getting old and looking back at these things. Uh, so Brian's breaking into the garage as he starts with Hector, and then he goes to Johnny Tran, and they almost get caught. Uh, and in between there, Vince smacks him in the head with a look like a shotgun, knocked him out, and drug him outside to Dom. Dom asks him if he's a cop. Brian technically never answers. So he, you know, if we're not breaking the fourth wall, he never said that he was a cop. He just kind of shook his head. So uh, maybe that's how he got away with it. Or I don't know. Maybe it, maybe that's not even a real thing that cops have to say they're cops. You know, but they get, they get to the end of Johnny Tran and Johnny Tran basically drowns that guy with a 55 gallon drum of oil. I've never seen anything like that or heard of anything like that in my life. That's just creepy. I can't imagine having to go through, you know, you, you got guys there that are basically going to kick the crap out of you one way or the other. Then they torture you with something like that. That's just pure evil. Um, then we get one of my favorite scenes. We get introduced to the Dodge Charger. Man, what an impressive vehicle. I'm sure that's somebody's real car and it's, it was pretty and it looked like a beast. But the reason that that scene resonates so much with me is we get into the second Dom speech that to me is pretty meaningful. Know what she ran in Palmdale? No, what did she run? Nine seconds flat. My dad was driving. So much torque, the chassis twisted coming off the line. Barely kept her on the track. So what's your best time? I've never driven her. Why not? Scares the shit out of me. That's my dad. Coming up in the pro stock car circuit. Last race of the season. Uh, 
guy named Kenny Linder came up from inside in the final turn, clipped his bumper and put him into the wall at 120. I watched my dad burn to death. I remembered hearing him scream. People that were there said that he had died before the tanks blew. They said it was me who was screaming. I saw Linda about a week later. I had a wrench and I hit him and I didn't intend to keep hitting him but by the time I was done I couldn't lift my arm he's a janitor at a high school has to take the bus to work every day and they banned me from the tracks for life I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Nothing else matters, not the mortgage, not the store, not my team and all their bullshit. For those 10 seconds or less, I'm free. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. If if you love this movie and that scene doesn't give you cold chills, I just I don't I don't understand. That that scene right there is what gives Dom his range. That's the first time he really shows any vulnerability. And shows that he's about family, not just about, you know, winning races and stealing electronics from the 90s. It was really, to me, that was just so powerful. So much fun. And then I guess we'll just love it and now we move on uh the next is where brian and mia go on their i guess technically their first date uh it shows that they're really starting to you know care about each other like each other um, they go to the cuban restaurant that vince wanted to take Mia to by the way i just want to say this about about Mia, that was kind of a dick move to do that to Vince when they were at that at the cookout. I mean, I, she knew that Vince was kind of into her, and Vince wanted to take her to this Cuban restaurant, cha cha cha. And Mia had the balls to ask. Hey Vince, what's the name of that restaurant? And he tells her, he said, Oh, that's that's where Brian's gonna take me. That's just mean. Uh, so then we get into the back to the FBI again. 
And this is where one of the, my other, one of my favorite lines from the movie comes from is it's the perks of the job scene. Brian is upset that Bilkins is asking him to, or he did, Brian doesn't understand why Bilkins is putting the blame on him. And Bilkins just says, perks of the job. Right, wrong, or indifferent. I thought that line was great. That was very well delivered and well put. And at this point, Brian knows he's running out of time. And they they go on the little tour up the coast to a little shrimp shack and get some shrimp. But on their way, uh, they've got a little head-on race with a Oh, we'll just call him a great big douchebag driving a Porsche. That guy in the Porsche obviously had what we call around here the little dick energy. I don't know it to be fact, but I'm pretty sure that guy was compensating for something. We don't know what. But there's there's something up with that guy. Brian ends up winning. They get the shrimp. Brian wants in on whatever Dom's doing. Like at this point, I think Brian knows that Dom and his team are the ones that are taking all the all the the DVD players and the TVs and the cameras. I think if I remember correctly, it, we heard it was up to six million dollars that they had stolen. Uh, Dom says, you know, let's see how you do it, race wars, and we'll talk after that. So then one of one of the funnest parts of the movie for me, and I was hoping to, that we would have gotten a little bit more, was actually going to race wars. Um, I, I wanted to see more cars race. I wanted to see Brian race. We never... We never really got to, we never saw Dom race. We saw Letty race a guy who uh, in the credits or on IMDb, that guy was listed as something along the lines of Rasta race car driver, Rasta racer. You think they could have come up with a better name for him, but I guess it works. It fits the bill. Uh, this is where we see Jesse race Johnny Tran for pinks. And I can't believe that, that, you know, we're still inside the fourth wall. I can't believe that they would Dom and Vince, especially Leon, because he was right there would let Jesse race him for pink slips. That was just a bad move on his part. Brian came and tried to shut it down, but he didn't listen. And long run, ended up costing him his life. Um, and we, we go on and we get to the part where 
uh, Johnny Tran comes up to Dom and Dom basically beats the piss out of him. Now that was a, to me, that was a much better fight. Still not the best in the series, but that one, that one actually looked like a fight. Uh, Johnny Tran says Dom was narking on him. Dom said, um, I ain't no narc. Hauls off, socks him in the face. And then just starts waylaying on him. Uh, and then we get to the Brian who's looking for me. It goes in her trailer. She's not there, but he overhears her talking outside which as loud as that music was, I don't know how that happened, but he heard her talking to Dom and Dom's talking about leaving and my, Mia's crying, says, don't go. I'll have a good feeling about this, but Dom goes anyway. And at that point, let me just backtrack here real quick. There's a little, another little short scene that just blows my mind. And it's not really for the reasons that I think it's stupid or weird or dumb, but there's a, when they're first panning the crowd, there's a guy with glow sticks or laser sticks, or I don't know what you call them. It was something that when I was in college was kind of, I never did it because I would have looked like a fool, but guys would go into clubs and have these glow sticks and just, kind of wiggle them all over themselves. And to me, it was always just kind of odd. Uh, I just, I guess it just wasn't my thing. But what blows my mind is how that was a thing. It was just weird to me. It's strange that people would do that. And it would, like, they would do that with the intention of going out and, you know, picking up a girl at the bar. And, you know, God bless them. Sometimes it worked. So I guess good for them. It just wasn't, was was never my cup of tea. I didn't understand it. But that's okay. We can like different things. We all don't have to be the same person. I'm sure some of you are, if anybody even listens to this podcast, are going to disagree with some of the things I say about this movie. And you know what? That's okay, too. Uh, we get into the last job. You know, the team goes out and they get in their cars and they plan on doing it without Jesse because he's gone MIA. Uh, Brian finally tells Mia that he's a cop. And he convinces her to go with him and they... They do all this neat cop stuff where they track down cell phones. I don't know if that's something real or not. I'm sure it is. I'm sure there's a way to do it. I wouldn't know how to do it. Um, I've tried to do this podcast for two weeks, and I'm just now figuring out how to use all, all this equipment. I thought it was going to be a little simpler than it was and maybe it is simple and I'm just not not that bright when it comes to electronics and that's okay too uh, so they go do the job and it goes wrong um, 
Vince gets shot. Brian has to call an ambulance for him after oh, just a great big hot mess getting him off that truck because he's tangled up. On oh, the ladies crash, that looked nasty. I don't know. Once again, we're inside the fourth wall. I don't know how she would have survived that, much less just got out and walked walk and got into a different car. Now, Letty's just tough. As we come to find out later, she dies and comes back to life. She's that that mean, that tough. But anyway, getting back to it, Brian has to call for an ambulance and it leaks out that he's a cop. Dom's got this look on his face. Uh, he yells at Mia. They go get in the car with Leon and they take off. Brian waits right there with Vince for the helicopter to come get him. The helicopter grabs him, takes him to the hospital. And that's the last thing we see of Vince in this movie. Uh, we don't see him again for another four movies. Uh, so Brian gets back in the car, drives back to the Dom's house. Uh, they're, and he's going looking for Dom. Dom wants to get out and look for Jesse. So, and then just happenstance, Jesse shows up crying and scared and you can't really blame the guy. He just ran off from, I don't know if they're Japanese or Chinese, uh, Johnny Chan and Lance. So I'm just going to call him Asian. Um, Jesse's, he's pissed off Asian mobsters. And just probably like me or you or anybody else, if, if we were in that same situation, I know I'd probably be crying. I'd probably pee my pants. But at that, that, at that moment in time, Johnny Chan and Lance show up on their bikes. And they do a drive-by. I don't know how anybody else doesn't get hit. Only Jesse gets hit. I guess Mia gets down out of the way. Dom's looks like, I guess, the Matrix dodging bullets. And then they go after him. And Brian gets in his car. Dom gets in the charger after saying he's that scares the shit out of him. And they're going after Johnny and Lance. Uh, they get to the point. Um, Brian is chasing both of them, but Lance jumps off the road and comes back behind him where they've got Johnny's in front, Lance is in the back, so they've kind of got Brian surrounded. Uh, Dom shows up and crashes into Lance. Lance goes tumbling over a hill. Uh, what we don't know is that how bad that actually hurt Lance. The fall itself didn't look like it had been that bad. Uh, the way he rolled to a stop looks like he was just hurt. What I would have been afraid of is Lance getting back up and coming to get us if, if I were Dom or Brian. 
excuse me, and Brian, he's still going after Johnny. Finally gets him and shoots him and pretty daggone good shot, if you ask me. Hit somebody moving that at that rate of speed on a motorcycle and one bullet, he kills him dead. So then we get to the end of the movie. Uh, we'll talk about some of the cars from the movie, some of the music, and a couple other little small knickknacks. But first, we're going to have our first installment of this movie through the eyes of a six-year-old. So stay tuned. Henry will be with us when we come back. All right, and we are back. We're ready for America's favorite segment on any podcast anywhere. The Fast and the Furious through the eyes of a six-year-old. But first, I'd like to thank our other sponsor, Chevy Trucks. Number one truck in America. Chevy pickups are built like a rock okay except that's not a real sponsor maybe one day we're hoping we'll keep our fingers crossed right henry yeah okay all right so we have henry here with us henry is six years old just graduated from kindergarten ready to take on the world and this is his first time ever on a podcast Henry, say hi to everybody. Ah. All right, Henry. So we watched The Fast and the Furious today. Okay. What What do you think of The Fast and the Furious? It's Just pretty, only the movie we watched today. Um, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah? Who's your favorite character? Uh, Dom. Oh, you and like Brian. The, you like them both? Yeah. Who's, which one do you like better? Mm, Dom. Yeah. If Dom and Brian were to have a fight, who do you think would win? Dom. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh, Brian's kind of a tough guy. You think Dom would beat him up? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, do you remember all the cars? Uh, yeah. You, which one was your favorite? Um, the, one, the orange one. Oh, the orange one. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty cool car. Yeah. So tell us about the movie. Um, so there's like a, a like car crash, but it wasn't, and I thought it was, but it wasn't. And there's like black cars chasing like this big truck, and then it didn't come, didn't go down, and then the car could see it. Okay. And then we saw more of it, and so, and then one of the cars was Brian. Okay, your turn to talk. Okay. So, everything you just said happened in the movie. I'm sure of it. Um, you, I, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. Do you know what a DVD player is? No. Okay. Do you know what a DVD is? Uh, no. No? Okay. 
have you ever heard of a digital camera? No. No? Okay. Do you know what a television is? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay, good. We know what a television is. So what we know about the movie, okay, is that Dom and his his crew were stealing DVD players and digital cameras. And you don't know what either of those are. No? Okay. Um, Henry, thank you for coming on the podcast. Tomorrow, we'll, we'll do, maybe in the next couple days, we'll do Too Fast, Too Furious. Are you excited about that one? Yeah. Yeah? What's your favorite Fast and Furious movie? Um, I, my, um, I'm going for number nine. You ready? Excited for number nine? Yeah. All right. Well, Henry, thanks for coming on. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, everybody. All right. And we'll be back with some more special categories. All right, and we are back. Uh, so this last segment is we're going to talk about just some things that really don't have a ton to do with the movie. Uh, one of our categories is going to be favorite car. Another one's favorite song, favorite quote. Um, and then first off, we're going to do three interesting internet facts about the Fast and the Furious. And I know this is a podcast and you all can't see me. When I, when I said internet facts, I was doing air quotes with my fingers. So I have no way of knowing if any of this stuff is true. There's just some neat stuff I found on the internet. Um, so the first one, Paul Walker was not the first choice to play Brian O'Connor. Um, people at the studio wanted one of these three guys before him, Eminem, Christian Bale, Mark Wahlberg. Uh, the rumor has it that Paul was eventually chosen because he looked similar to actor Steve McQueen. I can't imagine how different this movie would have been if you'd put any of those other three guys in. Um, and no offense to Eminem, Christian Bale, and Mark Wahlberg, but I think I think they got it right. I think Paul Walker was the perfect Brian O'Connor. Um, the next interesting internet facts about the Fast and the Furious. Michelle Rodriguez and Jordana Brewster, neither one had their driver's license when this movie started filming. That's really kind of odd to me. I mean, I guess it's, I don't know what they call movie magic. But neither one of them could legally drive and came and did a movie about illegal street racing. So I guess if they were out there driving, that made it a little more realistic because whatever they were doing was illegal. And, and this is the, to me, the most interesting internet fact 
about the Fast and the Furious. The film got its start from an article in Vibe magazine. That article was called Racer X. Um, Racer X was about illegal street racing in Queens, New York. Uh, one of the, and I'm sure I'm going to get this screwed up, but we'll go with it anyway. One of the film's producers or writers ended up reading this article and thought, yeah, I can make a movie out of that. And so the Fast and the Furious was born. Um, IMDb scored this film at a 6.8 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 53%. I don't know if either one of those scores are good or bad, but that's what they were scored. So I'm, I'm going to share those with you. And I hope that makes you smile. All right, so now let's talk about some of the cars in the Fast and the Furious. Okay, so there was a 70 Dodge Charger. Uh, Brian's initial car was a 95 Mitsubishi Eclipse. Uh, his car at the end was a 94 Toyota Supra. The 93 Honda Civics were the cars that Dom and his team were using to jack the trucks. Dom's initial race car was a 93 Mazda RX-7. Uh, there's 95 Volkswagen Jetta. And, you know, there's hundreds and hundreds of more cars that we would see in that movie. But those will we'll stick with that because those were the main ones. Uh, for me personally, and it's, you know, it, it's not that I hate the import cars. It's just that I was brought up on Camaros and Mustangs and Corvettes. And I've owned a Mustang and a Corvette in my life. And I'm, you know, I'm kind of partial to American muscle. So I would have to go with that 1970 Dodge Charger. The car, it, it just looked mean, very animalistic. Like it was just super fast. And it looked like it'd be a just a wild ride to get behind the wheel of it. All right, so for our next category, we're going to talk about some of the songs. Um... There were several good ones on here. Ja Rule had a couple. Scarface had a song with Suicide. Uh, there were two Limp Biscuit songs. And we will see you next time.